This is Friends After 5, a podcast featuring two co-workers who will hop on this podcast after 5 as friends. We share our experiences as third culture kids while highlighting voices amongst our fellow Asians and people of color. Hi everyone, it's Tina. And it's Steph. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Friends After 5. So, Tina, it's been a while. How have you been? How is Hawaii? I've been well, Steph. Thanks for asking. Hawaii was really good. We had a lot of fun. So, for those of you who don't know, I went on a Hawaii trip with my boyfriend and his brother. It was to celebrate his brother's birthday. And overall, the trip was really good. Wait, which island did you guys go to? We went to Oahu. Okay, Main Island. Yeah, Main Island, Waikiki Beach. That's pretty much where all the tourists are. I think we just wanted to experience what that part of Hawaii was like. Jay and I do plan. I went once in seventh grade with my family. And it was also Honolulu, Oahu. But honestly, I don't remember too much about the trip just because I was so much younger. And I also didn't know how to swim at the time. I still don't know how to swim now. So it's not like I can experience too much of the beaches and stuff like that. But now that I'm older, we were able to plan our own itinerary and, you know, try to schedule things that we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, there were some hiccups along the way. I think there could have been maybe some more detail-oriented research. Okay. How so? So. We were there for four days. The first half of the trip was disastrous. So What? We, okay, disastrous is maybe too dramatic, but it definitely wasn't going according to plan is how I'll put it. But the second half of the trip was much better. So it all evened out. And How many days was this? Eight days? Four days. Oh, okay. So days two days bad, two days good. Yes, yes. <laughs> So we flew in on Friday, went home on Tuesday, and our flight was supposed to fly into Hawaii, I think, let's say 2.30. And then I have always wanted to go to a luau. The boys were just going to do it because I wanted to do it. Unfortunately, the luau was the most expensive part of the trip. It was $125 per person. (gasps) I've never done it. Yeah. Yeah. I figured you're in Hawaii, right? When are you ever going to be in Hawaii to experience an actual genuine luau? So I was like, nope, we're doing it. We have to. So our flight was supposed to land 2.30-ish. And then the luau was supposed to be at 5. So I figured, or we figured, that that would be enough time to get in and get to the hotel the brother had told me, oh, the luau is right next to the hotel. So it's like, okay, perfect. That's yeah. enough time to get to the hotel and then just go to luau, which is supposed to be right next door. So unfortunately, our flight does get a little bit delayed. So we get there a little bit later. I don't know exact time, but maybe like 3, 3.30. Um, but we figured like we're kind of on a time crunch, but we should probably make it. And there was also a mini tour that we were on because we were provided transportation to the hotel. Unfortunately, we were the first ones to get on the bus and the last ones off because the bus driver had to also 
transport all the other travelers using the same package as we were off to their hotels first. So unfortunately, had we not been the last ones on his route, then it would have been fine, I think. But because we were the last ones on the route, we didn't get to the hotel until five o'clock. So I'm like, oh, crap. Yeah. And it was five. But we were like, I was thinking, oh, it's fine. It's right next to the hotel. Yeah. I never actually Googled where it was. I just took his my brother uh, my boyfriend's brother's word for it like I didn't actually look into it which I definitely learned a lesson that day because I googled it for the first time and it was a 40 minute drive no yes so it was pretty much at that point we were like okay well we're gonna miss like a whole hour of it basically and they were telling me to cancel it I got on the phone with them and I tried to cancel it you know, telling her we had a flight delay. The person on the line did tell me, okay, just send me your itinerary and we can get it canceled for you. And so I thought would be okay. It turns out that the refund was not accepted or it was denied. So we actually didn't get the refund. Right now I'm doing a Chase chargeback on my credit card. Oh, I've done one of those before. Yeah, exactly. So hopefully we get our money back but I did purchase those tickets through a third-party vendor and the third-party vendor was the one who told me that the refund was denied from the actual luau company so we'll see what happens but hopefully we get our money back but if not it is what it is and we'll plan better next time well I feel like in that case it's not really your fault but I think in my experience when I've been like traveling just in general never plan anything the first day because like you know you're gonna be tired anyways like you want to just like chill on the beach but like was it because that was the only day they were having the luau like it's like every uh, Friday or whatever and not other days exactly so they only have it I think primarily certain days of the week when I called the luau company they were going to reschedule it but the next day was basically the day we were flying out that they had oh, the luau so yeah yeah I think they only had it certain days and I thought Friday would be the best day because you're just flying in you can just have a meal enjoy some entertainment and you know I thought that would have been perfect but yes I do agree now that maybe don't plan anything the first day because you never know what's going to happen there's a lot of factors that you cannot control especially mm-hmm. when it comes to flights and stuff like that so Yes, I will definitely take that into account for the next No, it's trip. like not on you at all. I just feel like it's Murphy's <laughs> Law where, you know, when you're you have somewhere to be like everything that will go wrong will like and it's <laughs> yes, yes, that's exactly how it felt. I think I even made that comment on the first half of the trip, like, wow, everything is going wrong. And we were pretty much just throwing money away because you know, we booked things and it just, we weren't making it. So that was the first fiasco, you know, not really getting the trip off to the greatest start, but we, you know, just ended up eating and walking around and we figured, okay, the rest of the trip will be better. So the second day we planned a hike in the morning and then we were going to do a kayaking event from 12 to 4 PM. And basically it was a kayaking event that's pretty popular in Hawaii where you kayak to a sandbar it's about an hour each way to kayak there and to kayak back 
And if you don't know what a sandbar is, it's kind of like an elevated plot of land or kind of like an island out in the middle of the ocean. We eventually did get to do it, but on the second day, we were supposed to go hiking first. Yeah. Unfortunately, we didn't have any kind of rental car. I was told that someone was going to get the rental car. No one did. And then we had trouble getting an Uber at first. I could have told you that. Yeah. (laughs) Because we had, I think when I went to Hawaii on my grad trip, we were going to just do Ubers. And then the first, like we got off the plane and we're like, oh, it's like $200 to the place. Like we need a car ASAP. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So we didn't have a rental car and we were having trouble even getting an Uber at first. So we were going to do a zip car. Yeah, there's like two on the island. Yes. <laughs> Fortunately, the zip car garage was right next to our hotel that we were staying at. Nice. But unfortunately, nobody signed up for the zip car in advance or even signed up for zip cars like um, service. So, you know, you have to register first. They have to approve you as a driver. So, It says that it'll only take a few minutes to approve you as a driver, but really it took probably 15 minutes, which isn't that bad either. But because we were already running late, while we were waiting to get approved for the zip card, we were like, oh my God, this is taking too long. We don't know when it's going to come through. So we were like, okay, let's just try an Uber again. This time we were able to get an Uber. However, the Uber was lost trying to get to us. No. So right when the Uber came, the Zipcar approval came through at the, kind of almost at the same time. And so I know Jay wanted just to cancel the Uber and get the Zipcar because he was thinking the Zipcar might not even be there. There was only one Zipcar at the time that was available to rent. So he was thinking, you know, we still have to go to the kayaking thing, which is 40 minutes away. And if we're going to Uber, we're going to have to pay for the Uber to the hike, Uber back from the hike, and then Uber again to the sandbar. Yeah. So we'd be spending a lot more money if we got into the Uber instead of just heading back to get the zip car. But at the time, the and, you know, it all kind of happened simultaneously. So we just got into the Uber, and that was mistake number one. So we get into the Uber, we go to the hike, we get to the hike, and there are signs everywhere, reservations needed. And guess what? Nobody made reservations. No. So then, and I will say that I'm not the one who said I wanted to do this hike. It was somebody else. And I feel like the person who wanted to do the hike should have, you know, looked into it and found out, hey, we need reservations. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, I just feel like, especially with COVID, you should be extra careful. Um, and And on the weekends, too. Like, you can't just expect to show up somewhere and be able to do it. Or like, and sometimes it's helpful to look it up too. Like maybe right. other people have tips and tricks and it's something that you wouldn't have found on your own research, like vlogs and doing more detailed research. But it looks like no, no research was done at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say that it was mostly myself and the brother who did the itinerary. Jay was not really part of it. He was too busy looking up luggage for his suitcase. Oh my gosh. So then, <laughs> yes. So we get there to the hike and we're like, oh my God, here we go again. Fiasco number two. This is oh, again, not going our way. So we were like, okay, let's just get there and see what the people say. And 
yes, we did need reservations. We didn't make reservations. Fortunately, there was a QR code where you can just scan to make reservations online. Nice. Unfortunately, though, the time slot, it, the reservations were separated into different time slots. And the only time slot available at that point was 2 p.m., which, if you don't recall, is when our kayaking t- reservation was 12 to 4. <laughs> So we were like, oh, here we go again. We're going to miss another event. Technically, we didn't pay, but we paid for the Uber to get there, right? Yeah. So we got super lucky because the people there were just like, it's okay. You guys can just go in because you guys are already here. So they were nice enough to let us enter. We got that aloha spirit. Yeah, exactly. So we got super lucky there. We went on the hike. And after the hike, which it was a very beautiful hike, it was the Diamond Head Trail, I believe it's called. And yeah, it's a very beautiful hike. I do recommend it. It's not too long. It was about an hour there and back. So I think that's doable for any of us non-hikers out there, even though I was miserable. Um, okay, so then we're done with the hike. We're obviously tired and we want to get food. So we have to Uber back. And we wanted to get food because we're going to go on a kayaking thing, right? So we don't want to kayak starving. And the brother who booked the kayaking event told us that the kayaking service had said that we just need to check in by 2.30 p.m. Mm -hmm. So we figured, okay, then we can make it. We Uber, we take an Uber there. It's about a 40-minute drive. So that was a little bit more expensive. And when we get there, apparently... We were not going to make it to the sandbar because it takes an hour to kayak there and another hour to kayak back. So at that point, there's really no point in heading out. No. Yeah. And then they were all saying, yeah, nobody nobody sets out this late either because it just takes so much time to get there that you don't really get to enjoy the sandbar. You just have to head back if you even can make it in that time because they close at four. Right. So we were like, okay, well, there's no point in heading out now because we're not going to make it. There's no point in kayaking. So then we decided to reschedule it, which at least we were luckily able to reschedule it. Nice. They wanted to get a refund, but they didn't allow that. So <laughs> we had to reschedule it. But in order to reschedule it to the day that they were open, we had to reschedule a tour that we had to a different day. So thankfully... Wait question yeah. why did you guys do so many tours <laughs> well I feel like when I was in Hawaii I did we didn't do any tours like we just kind of like drove around and did the main stuff on our own we only did one tour that which is the one okay. yeah so that one so that was the only tour that we had signed up for which was the whole day thing but everything else was just like the luau or the kayaking thing uh, or the hike so yeah, yeah. And we didn't have a rental car, so it's not like we could drive around, you know. (laughs) Maybe if we had a rental car, that would have been different, but no rental car. So we had to reschedule the tour in order to reschedule the kayaking. And thankfully, the tour was able to accommodate us on such last minute notice. So overall, things worked out. But that beginning two days was a rocky start to the trip. Dude, it sounds so stressful. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty stressful. And I know Jay was making a lot of jokes about, oh my God, we're just throwing money away at this point because we were just taking Ubers back and forth. It was kind of pointless. But thank goodness we were able to reschedule it and it all worked out in the end. 
and the kayaking thing actually became one of the highlights of the trip so i'm glad we actually did do it Yay. yeah because it's actually a hammerhead shark breeding ground and at first mm-hmm. we were like super scared but after doing some more research into it there were never any shark attacks there so we figured okay it should be okay and it totally was we didn't see any sharks we saw some sea turtles though which was really cool but it was definitely a safe part of the trip and a very highly rated tourist activity so i do recommend it definitely if anyone's thinking of going to oahu yeah no i love oahu i think the first time i went to hawaii in high school i fell in love with it and then i came back and i was like i'm hawaiian now because <laughs> i identify with the culture <laughs> i think i remember you telling me this yeah and then all the stuff in my dorm room or in my rooms that I had during college, it was all Hawaiian theme. And people would be like, are you Hawaiian? And I'd be like, oh, kind of, but like actually not at all. And then people would be like, Steph, that's kind of like cultural appropriation. Oh. I was like, you know what? You're right. But I do really like the culture. I feel like it's really, it's really nice just to be on the island. All the acai bowls, the poke, the sushi, the beaches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved the food there. I know Jay wasn't a huge fan of it, but also we, I think because we had some so many fiascos, we didn't like explore too many restaurants as, <laughs> as you know as much as we could have. Plus, we didn't have a car, so you know you kind of had to walk. <laughs> yes, definitely get a car when you're in Hawaii. Yeah. Oh wait, I was gonna say just one last thing about trips in Hawaii in general. I'd say on every like group trip, there's always a planner. And so I was like in this trip, there wasn't a definite planner. So like when there isn't one, it's stressful. Cause like, I feel like for me, like if I'm on a group of people and for example, like my, one of my friends, Shannon from college, like she's really great at planning. She knows all the places. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like she's really meticulous. Um, And then like Tiffany too, my big, I've been on trips with her too. She's like also really good at planning. So she's like, oh, these are like the things we need to hit or like, and I'll add stuff to the doc too. But I feel like if there isn't that one person who's like loves it or who, you know, ends up being responsible, then it sounds like it can be rough. (laughs) (laughs) That's putting it lightly. Thanks, Steph. And I totally agree. I think the meticulous person in the group is actually Jay, who didn't participate in any of the planning. And <laughs> yeah, you're good with the flow. Yes, things <laughs> didn't go according to plan. Next time, Jay was just like, okay, I'm taking care of all the trips, all the itinerary. So <laughs> he learned his lesson too, since things were a little rough. And, you know, we definitely learned a lot on this trip to apply for future ones. Also, the trips I've been on with my girlfriends it's never been like this this is definitely the first time where things went awry so it was a learning experience for sure I was kind of remembering we did a trip on vacations and trips or something on one of our other episodes and I was like oh I didn't take any of the tips I learned there because there's so many things going wrong (laughs) didn't I tell you I think that was one of my horror stories. One of my vacations I went on, we wanted to go to the Anne Frank house and we couldn't because it was all reserved because it's a really, you know, people want to go see it because of how sentimental it is, you know, Mm -hmm, and for the history. 
Yeah, I think that was definitely something I said, <laughs> like make reservations. I know, I know. I need to re-listen to the episode. But in the end, it, it worked out. Yeah. On our vacations, my mom plans everything. But sometimes my sister and I will look into vlogs too and we'll like look into the distances from each place to each place. So like, I, I don't know. I feel like it's not that hard to get things together it's not i think though the the car being the most important part yeah i could have told you that dude i could have told you that well i thought we were getting a rental car i feel like i'm type a enough (laughs) where i would be like okay what kind of car is it yeah but you're too I feel like you're go with the flow yeah so I feel like if me and you ever went or like I mean I'm sure we'll go on a vacation together sometime I would be the planner and you'd probably be go with the flow but it'd be it'd go well because I would plan everything yes exactly yes and that was my trip to Hawaii overall it was still a fun time and I definitely want to go back Steph I know you also went on a trip how was your vacation It was really good. So we went to Munich in Germany and then Vienna and Salzburg in Austria and then Budapest in Hungary. I felt like it was really awesome and I didn't want to come back. Like I just enjoyed all the hotels. Um, And I will have to give credit to my mom because she did do a lot of research on which hotels to book, like which hotels like had the best breakfast, you know, because it is nice like when you're staying at a hotel somewhere foreign, like just to know that, oh, breakfast, I can just have it at the hotel and it's going to be decent, mm-hmm. you know, and you're you also I, I don't know if you like save money necessarily, but like you can kind of plan for how that day is going to go or for like at least one of your meals. Right. Right. And it's definitely more convenient. It's a perk for sure. Yeah. I wish your mom went on the trip with us because then we would have had everything go well. (laughs) (laughs) No, my mom did think of everything. I will have to give her credit for this because so in Austria, I think it's like kind of musical because the Salzburg is actually Mozart's birthplace. But we went to see like a more the Mozart Orchestra in Vienna, and that was just like in the most beautiful concert hall. Like all the musicians had wigs, and I think that's just how they do it there. And there was opera singers too. But I cried because of how passionate everyone was. Like I was just like, imagine getting to do what you love, and like you just love it, and you get to be like artistic, creative fun emotion like you get to express your emotions through your music or singing or like the conductor like it was just so lively yeah I mean that's everyone's dream is to basically live or work for their passions yeah and I do feel like very few people do get to experience that unfortunately <laughs> are you speaking from it not, not that, that we're, we're not. speaking from experience <laughs> No, no, not at all. Not at all. I love the corporate life. Yes. Yeah. No, the corporate life is also great. It has its too, perks but... and rewards. You know, it's very fulfilling. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, different people have different goals, of course. Um, but I think that's super cool that your mom actually planned for you guys to attend an opera. Well, it was an orchestra. They played a bunch of music, but they also had singers, like a, a one woman singer and a man singer. And they were both amazing i like the girl a little bit better 
but I'm also biased. But she was just so great. And, you know, when everyone was clapping for her, she looked so grateful. And I was like, wow. I know. Yeah, very humble. I know, because it's like, obviously, she knows she's good. Like, she sounded amazing, (laughs) you know. But when everyone was, like, standing up and clapping so hard for her, she looked like she was almost shocked. (laughs) But, like, she definitely looked like she appreciated being there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm sure she gets out almost on a daily basis, right? If they're performing X number of days a week, yeah, then she probably does get that a lot. So that's really heartwarming to hear that she doesn't, or it doesn't look like she's, you know, taking it for granted or yeah, anything like that. Yeah, yeah, and I will say, if you like classical music, I don't know if you've ever been to Austria, Tina, but if you like classical music, you should go. Or even if you don't, I feel like I don't even like it that much because I used to play piano and that's a different story, but it's worth going to Austria. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I just want to, I've never been to Europe, but definitely Europe is on the list of vacations in the future. And I've never really looked into Austria, but yes, that's something I'll definitely look into. I'm not huge on classical music. Just the fact that I don't listen to classical music in my spare time or anything like that. But I do read all the time about the benefits of classical music and how it can help you study. I tried to in college, but it didn't stick. But yeah, it definitely sounds like a really worthwhile experience. I feel like it's something that you just have to be there to experience just from the way you're describing it. Because I've been to concerts and stuff before and, you know, words don't do it justice. You just have to be there. Yeah, no, exactly. And if you do go, make sure to book in advance. They do sell tickets on the street, but they usually have a crazy markup and you won't get the best seats. So we booked in advance and it was actually, well, it was kind of stressful because we got there and the seating was numbered weird. Like they had a right side and a left side, but we didn't know. So it'd be like one, two, three, like all the way up to 10 on the left side and then one, two, three, all the way up to 10 on the right side. So we got there and we're like, people are in our seats and they wouldn't move. And we're like, oh, like, what the heck? Like, these are our seats. And then we found out we we're on the right side, not the left side. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Don't they have ushers there to help you to your seats or no? They did. But OK, here's like another thing about Europe is customer service doesn't really exist. It does sometimes. Like, I will say there are like certain people who are like super nice, like, at the small shops or just like random people that you'll meet that you're like wow they're so genuine but a lot of times they're like I just work here to pass out the bulletins I can't help you <laughs> and it's like what like what the what oh, do you mean yeah like this is your job oh, that's you know different. just be nice <laughs> yeah totally I was gonna say is it because they can tell you're American and not from Europe even though I'm sure they get a lot of tourists okay. funny story about that so <laughs> Yes and no, because my sister and I were in H&M in Munich, and we we're just, you know, in the fitting room. It's super crazy, super hectic. And the lady, she's, I would say, like, a little bit older, but she would, she just seemed, like, very stern, and she's speaking in German, obviously. And she mm-hmm. told the girl in front of us to, like, hurry it up because there was a lot of people, and the girl had a lot of clothes on her arm. But the girl didn't speak German, but she was, I think she was, like, French or something. And then that lady skipped over the girl and t- talked to me and my sister. And my sister took German in high school, so she had kind of understood what was going on. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, and she – Good for your sister. I know, because yeah. my sister could say, like, oh, we have, like, this many items because the girl in front of us just wasn't reacting. 
And then right. that girl's mom had to come and tell the lady she doesn't speak German. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but the lady was like so mad <laughs> and then less mad at me and my sister. Right. So, I don't even think they're nice to Europeans necessarily. I think it's just a universal thing, which kind of makes me feel better because it'd be like more sketchy if it was like, oh, they're rude to us because we're American or Asian, you know? But I'm like, oh, they're also rude to that French girl who's <laughs> white. <laughs> okay, that's good to hear. Oh, that's interesting, though. I haven't heard too much about Europe, just about how beautiful it is usually. So I'm surprised to hear that you don't really have customer service there. It's not all the time, but we've encountered it enough times where enough. I'm like okay like this is definitely how it is <laughs> they don't care <laughs> oh interesting okay I guess yeah that's kind of a cultural adjustment we'll have to make when we go to Europe yeah they don't talk to you too because you know how sometimes when people are checking out they're like oh like how's your day going it's so nice outside here they're just like okay like fifty dollars thank you goodbye have a good one you know <laughs> they're like very stern and then if you even try making like side combo with them they're like looking at you weird or like they'll, they'll respond but it'll be you know you'll know they feel weird about yeah. it <laughs> right <laughs> well, yeah maybe that is just more of an american thing making small talk and being friendly yeah, like for sure, I don't think all Americans do it authentically. Like it's not always authentic. Right. So yeah. I definitely think Europeans, like at least when they're nice to you, I can tell like, oh, this is very genuine. It's very authentic mm -hmm. because the norm <laughs> would be them showing you exactly how they feel, which is nothing. Like you're <laughs> nothing. To so like the, we did run into some people who were really nice, like at some of the restaurants we found that were like family owned or like they were just like smaller or like we stopped in like a handbag store and was like a wife and husband who owned it. Like they were just like the most genuine kind people and I was like mm -hmm. okay like that I feel like in America is rare because like in America you get like a lot of like surface like hey how's right. it going but it's like they probably don't have like any they probably feel the same way as the Europeans do about you except they're like putting on a front right because culture and society yeah. tells us that's what we're supposed to do yeah that's true very true was it hard to get around because you didn't speak the language. Okay, so I will say we got really good. Oh, I won't say really good, but we got a lot better at traveling Europe than we did the first time we went to Europe. Because the first time we went, we took a bunch of Ubers everywhere, which obviously gets expensive, you know, and mm -hmm. yeah. they can't always find you. There's traffic. But no, we just took the subway and it was like wow. the more like the metro. And it was pretty cheap. Well, it was relatively cheap. It's weird because I think I remember in Austria, like it didn't really matter how many stops you took, you would have to pay the same amount. Oh, interesting. Okay. So it can be cheap or not depending on. Yeah, it, it depends on like where you're going. But even then, like I think it was still cheaper than an Uber and it made sense. Definitely. Like even with yeah. the four of us. And I will say in Budapest, so we went there for one day from Austria, like it was a day trip. So the train we went in did not have any air conditioning. Like it was just like there's no AC and it was so hot and a bunch of people were just complaining and the guy who's walking around did not care. 
And like my dad tried to complain and he just like looked like he could care less. But like I'm sure other people complain too. But I was just yeah. like, this is crazy. This would never happen. Or like maybe if it happened in America, but they would like, I feel like they'd at least be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, let me give you a voucher or whatever. Right. They'll at least say, let me see what I can do. And then if they couldn't, they'll be like, I'm so sorry, I tried, blah, 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 or whatever. At least you can see their effort just because, you know, we need to have customer service here in America. Yeah, but that guy looked like he could care less. And he was just like so rude. But once we got to Budapest, it was actually really nice. I feel like it was a little bit cheaper than the other countries that we were at um the food was great like but we took the metro in budapest like everywhere so we were able to do a lot of the big stuff in one day like we were just like running around like going to the castles you know (laughs) wow that's so cool yeah i will say in budapest when we got off the train there were people checking tickets and just to make sure that everyone had their ticket because they didn't have any turnstiles so like you didn't have to scan in to go in or scan in to go out And on the second train we took, we came out and we're like, oh, there's the people checking the tickets again. And then there are other tourists. Well, we thought we didn't know they were tourists because they look like they very much so belong there. But I guess they were (laughs) tourists and they didn't buy tickets. And they're like, oh, my gosh, like, can we just buy the tickets now? Obviously, they're like, that's not how it works. Like, you can't just buy the tickets once you get caught. So oh. I feel like always buy your tickets, even if it looks like they're not checking because they might do a surprise check. Yeah, I, w- I was going to say, I guess they didn't really check when you get get when you get on the subway because you said there's no turnstiles, right? So I can. Yeah, they don't check. Oh, but they check when you get off, which is not always. Oh, not all. Oh, so they don't really even check at all. Sometimes. No. So what? it's really crazy. They have people dressed in civilian outfits. So it's not even like they're wearing like the subway uniform. So when we first got out, we were like, oh, they're trying to sell us something. No, thanks. And they're like, no, like we're looking for your tickets. Where are your tickets? And we're like, oh, like, hold on. We got it. But we got it. And they're like, "Okay, like, obviously you guys can go. So I feel like how they do it is pretty sneaky because if they did it in train outfits, like if it were me, I'd be like, oh, let me just go to the next stop and then run out. Yeah, that's super sneaky. But I mean, what if you do get caught? Because I'm sure a lot of people do do that. I think you get a heavy fine. Oh, yeah, that's not worth it. So I think whatever the ticket is, it's going to be way more than that for the fine. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, good tip stuff. I know. Because, yeah, it looks like, I mean, knowing Jay, he'd probably just be like, oh, let's just go on and there's no one checking. But Yeah, now that we know that there's friggin' like renegades checking after the fact. Yeah, totally. We didn't expect it, but I'm glad we got the tickets. Not that we wouldn't have. I feel like my family is like very honest. Like we would never be like, oh, like let's just sneak in. Like that's not (laughs) it. Yeah, very law abiding. We were like definitely Mm -hmm. grateful we had like the correct tickets and everything and didn't like, you know, skim for anything because we got the day passes. So that worked out for us. Oh, perfect. Yeah, Yeah. because that would cover everything. Yeah, your mom is like the best planner of vacations and trips ever because I feel like it's hard for two people, but it's even harder to plan a trip for a whole family. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like that's just more stress, even though it's just a few more headcount. But yeah, wow. I do feel like international trips definitely do involve a lot more planning and knowing more about logistics like the international being put on the international plan for your cell phone that's super um what is it detail oriented 
I, I will say that really helped because before my dad used to have a company phone. So he would just use a GPS from that. And then now my dad doesn't have a company phone. So we could have used the GPS offline, but like it would have been just too stressful. And like we couldn't Yelp stuff like, yeah. you know, on our way to stuff. Yeah. So then it helped like having multiple people have the GPS because sometimes like I would lead or my dad would lead or my sister would lead, you mm-hmm. know, like we would take turns. So the stress wasn't on one person. Right. Yeah. And I remember you talking about that before, too. Definitely. Yeah. So that's really nice. I am personally very bad at leading when it comes to directions. So um, I can try to lead, but to try to, you know, offload the stress or maybe I, instead of leading, I can recommend restaurants or something where it's not all on one person. Yeah, you like contribute in other ways. Yeah, exactly. And I will say one thing that I do recommend too is don't eat food at tourist traps. Like if there's like a tourist trap area, if you can avoid it, just like walk a little bit further. Like we got a lot or we found a lot of success with just using Yelp. And it's weird. I think Yelp might be kind of an American thing because when I was looking at Yelp, like all the most of the reviews were in English. (laughs) (laughs) but i feel like to the places where it did receive a lot of yelp reviews like one of the best restaurants i've been to like great service like people on yelp did not lie and i also wrote a yelp review afterwards because i you know want to help other tourists who might go there too and if they're looking for a good place that isn't too expensive that isn't a tourist trap you know yeah no that's really great and um just to add another story hawaiian story Yes. We also used Yelp predominantly because we were thinking of making a reservation for meals, but we were like, oh, let's just Yelp it when we get there because it's just easier in terms of planning because then we'll know how far away it is from where we are, etc. So I used Yelp to look up places for the brother's birthday dinner. And, you know, it was very heavily rated. It had, I think, four and a half stars, over a thousand. I think it was like a couple thousand reviews. So some of the reviews were like, this is the best place we went to on the trip, et cetera, et cetera. So I was like, okay, we can't go wrong with this. And unfortunately, I didn't want to include, I didn't want to say this earlier, but unfortunately, I did not think the food was that great, especially considering all the reviews that were written for it. So, no, I know. <laughs> and I felt what I expected. <laughs> yeah, and I was so bummed because I was like, "Oh darn, this was the birthday dinner." I mean, we still ate out at a really nice restaurant the next day because it was our last day in Hawaii. So I felt like that kind of made up for it, but it was not that good. I mean, it wasn't horrible, but I think the reviews kind of led me to believe that the food was going to be of higher quality or higher caliber. Yeah. I feel like, okay, if someone took me someplace on my birthday and it was like they had looked it up, I, would, I wouldn't I would say anything. I feel like I'd still be super grateful, you know, as long as it wasn't terrible, you know, yeah. like, and I'm sure mm-hmm. it wasn't terrible, right? Yeah, it wasn't terrible. I mean, Jay said he liked it, but I don't know if he was being honest or he just, did, he just wanted to support me, which is really nice. I feel like looking back, maybe next time I'll just be like, hey, where do you want to go? But because most of the times, when I plan things for people, you know, I just plan things according to a restaurant or a place that I think they will like. I mean, sometimes, of course, I do ask for their opinion, depending on like what activities you want to do or like what yeah. kind of food do you want. But other than that, I'll try to make my best judgment. And it's never 
led me astray. <laughs> so or some backfire. <laughs> yeah. And I did pay for the dinner too, even though I knew you did? Like, Yeah. Because my boyfriend had been paying for a lot of the meals already, so I wanted to contribute. It was still like over a hundred dollars, so Yeah. It wasn't like it was cheap. Yeah. But not saying that Yelp is not a great resource because I definitely utilize Yelp a lot as well, but I have no idea what I should have done differently because all the reviews were saying it was great, but I think sometimes too people look for different stuff. Like I noticed maybe they were rating it on its aesthetics or the vibes or the service instead of the food. So I feel like that's why it's like important to read through too and just see if people are, you know, celebrating the restaurant for one thing or another. But I feel like it's not your fault, you know, like if enough people liked it and it wasn't terrible, it should still be like a fine place to eat dinner, you know? Like, it's not like the end of the world. Yeah, no, totally. But yeah, it just sucked because it was the birthday dinner and it just wasn't as good. So you were trying to do something nice, though, because I feel like if it was someone's birthday and like someone's like, oh, let's go here for your birthday. Like, I'd be like, yeah, totally. Thanks for looking into it, you know? Right. Especially because it's not a place you're familiar with. Yeah, yeah. I think food is definitely very important. Like on a vacation, it can sometimes make or break your day. Like, yeah, like awesome. Or sometimes you're like, wow. Like, I think for us, we only had one place um it was in the old town at munich and we had just gotten off like a 10-hour flight we're super tired super jet lagged and we're like walking forcing ourselves to walk around you know Mm -hmm. and we just stopped at the first place we saw instead of going to where we were gonna go like based on yelp and then that was kind of bad like it was so bad that we didn't do it again but i'm glad it was like the first day and like we were also jet lagged and tired you know so like it was fine. Yeah. And, you know, you never know what you're going to get in a different country, in a foreign land. So, yeah. The standards of food could definitely be very different. You know, they could be used to a different set of taste buds than we are. Yeah. I think that was just bad because it was in like a touristy area. It wasn't so bad. I feel like what, what you're saying is true. Like, it was probably like considered pretty traditional German food. But, like, we did have more traditional, like, German slash Austrian food later on on the trip at a better restaurant. And it was just, like, it made a world, like, a huge difference. Like, it was just, like, not even in the same thing. So, I will say, yeah, like, definitely account for the different types of foods. Like, you can't always have Asian food wherever you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that sounds like you had a great trip. Everything went according to plan, it sounds like. Yeah, for the most part, I think, you know, if there's four people, there's always going to be tension. But like I said, my mom did a really good job, like in all our hotels, like in the Munich Hotel, my sister and I had our own room. And then in Vienna, we kind of had a separate room, but they were like connected. So like my sister and I were like in a smaller room and my parents were in another one. And then same with Salzburg. It was like a loft. That was the coolest. Like it was, um, I wouldn't say the penthouse. But it was like definitely like the top floor. Like <gasps> it was so cute. It was like on the top floor, and it's like that's where they film sound of music too. So <gasps> no like just imagine way. like 
yeah like being there it's like beautiful um but yeah my sister and I were on the bottom floor my parents were on the top floor so I think that definitely helps it's just having a little bit of separation if you're gonna go yeah definitely especially because your trip was quite long it was a few weeks right it was only 10 days yeah but oh it was, it was only 10 days oh okay it sounded like yeah. a few weeks just because of all the places you went to I think yeah it was 10 days like minus the traveling I think it was the perfect amount like obviously you know when you spend a lot of time with someone you start noticing their quirks or their mm-hmm. like weird habits yeah. yeah so like that still happens but overall I was like this is a great trip and I love yeah. you and I wish I could like be here more often yeah so Europe was fun I came back took a few days off and then I started my new job actually which has been really exciting congratulations Steph yeah I was wondering if you were going to talk about it but I'm glad you brought it up I know. Thanks. It's all remote right now, but so far, everyone I've been meeting has been very welcoming. You know, I definitely think I'm going to learn a lot just because the team is structured a little bit differently. You Mm -hmm. know, they rely a lot more, I think, on systems and technology. So I'm excited because I think that's always been something I've been really passionate about. So yeah, I think I'm going to go into the office for the first time next week. So I'm like definitely a little bit nervous because it's kind of like first day of school vibe. Yeah, totally. And you don't know anyone. At least you haven't even met them in real life. Yeah. So yeah, I can only imagine how nerve wracking that is. I do feel bad now because when we have new people at the company, I just never really thought about it. Like I never really thought about what it's like for the new employee. Just being their first day, not knowing anyone, not having any friends, you know. So now that I thought about it a little bit more, I try to be friendlier to the new people. Yeah, I think you're pretty friendly. I think for me, too, like, it's always weird, like, navigating between your coworkers, like, oh, I should be, like, super professional. And then, like, they make a joke and you're like, oh, I can kind of, like, take it down a notch. Like, not that it would be unprofessional, but I'm like, oh, like are we only talking about work? You know, like you're like, it's like we're navigating everybody's boundaries because I feel like some people, they only like talking about work. And then some people, it's okay to ask them about their weekend too. So it's like, you know, and then some people will straight up tell you their favorite drink. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like the first day of school again, where you have to meet a whole new set of classmates and see who you vibe with and who you can just be yourself around and who you have to be more formal with. So definitely. It's a lot of fun though, right? Once you do find your crew or your squad, I guess. Because you you found me, so I'm sure you'll find more great people as well. I hope so. I was like, I'm not there yet because I feel like I haven't met anyone in person and once I meet people in person that's probably when like oh like I can joke with them and I can like Mm -hmm. actually get to know them but yeah I'm hoping I'm like I'm hoping I'll make real friends like I did with you and like other people too right so that's my update about work hopefully I'll have more later on but so far so good that's good and I just want to say Steph is that you are super friendly at work your previous employment and I know everybody was really (laughs) bummed to hear that you were leaving and everybody was like well why is Steph leaving and oh my gosh can you make her stay you know like everyone was just genuinely very disappointed that you were leaving and not necessarily you know obviously we're really excited that you're on a different journey and you have a new and exciting opportunity but we were all just sad for ourselves 
So you've made a lot of friends at, you know, at work before. You're a very bubbly, easygoing person to talk to. And I could see everyone's true like reactions when you did announce your departure. So I'm sure that the new company will be very happy to actually see you in the office and they are very lucky to have you. Thanks, Tina. That was so sweet. I was like, I'm definitely gonna play that back. And, you know, before I go into the office, just some affirmations. <laughs> Well, everything I said is true because sometimes I don't go into the office as nearly as much as you do. So sometimes when I did go back, I'd be like, who's that or who's that? And you'd be like, oh, that's so-and-so, blah, 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 blah. And then you'd be like chit-chatting with them like, ha, 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 you know? And then I'd just be like standing there like awkwardly smiling because I have no idea what's going on or who this person even is. Oh my gosh. No, you're fine. I was like, you've introduced me to people like... It was only fair. I was like, okay, time to introduce you to some people. But like, obviously, I can't do that anymore. But we're still friends, you know? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Still have that connection. Totally. Oh, and then even outside of work, I know one of our old coworkers reached out to you and was like, oh, you know, we should all get together again. So I feel like you were the connector to link, you know, all of us together again, because I think I'm the only one that still works there. Everyone has left. So it's cool that we're still going to be connecting outside of the office. And not many people can do that, right? I feel I feel like, unfortunately, once you do leave a company, obviously your connection with the older team members do kind of languish a little bit. And that's totally expected and normal. Yeah. But it's nice that with certain people, you can still hang out and connect outside of the office. Yeah, I mean, we have this podcast, so I hope our ties don't languish. Oh, yeah, no, no, not you and I, not you and I. I met, like, a normal coworker. Oh, okay. I was like, uh... like a Like a friendly coworker relationship that you had, but obviously not us. We're different, obviously. Okay, good. <laughs> I was like, um, I don't think so. <laughs> You're like, um, what? <laughs> Are you trying to tell me something on this episode? Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Red flag number one. <laughs> You're like, Steph, I want you to listen to the podcast, but only at this segment. <laughs> no, that's not what I meant at all. So, Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Last thing. But I was thinking I might try to be an instructor. <gasps> like a workout a spin instructor. instructor or which which instructor uh, the I don't know yet I was just thinking about it and I don't want to say anything yet because it's not obviously set in stone but I was talking to like one of the other lead instructors at the place I work out and she like jokingly said like oh like stuff like or you could be an instructor like you could actually do it and I was like you know what I've always thought about it and I would totally do it. But I, I don't know. I'm like also scared because I'm like, ah, oh, like what if people don't like me or like what if they don't think I look fit enough or what if I suck at it? But it's always been like a dream of mine. <gasps> okay. Well, I'm insulted stuff because I have personally told you many times that you should be an instructor. I specifically yeah. said this <laughs> after our many spin sessions together and I was always just like, Steph, you should be an instructor. And you'd be like, 
And then I was just like, okay, maybe she doesn't want to. I'm not going to push her into doing something she doesn't want to. But I agree, definitely. I mean, since you took that instructor's um, offhand comments to heart, you know, just another point of feedback is I've always thought you'd be a great instructor just because you're so passionate about working out. I've never met anyone as passionate as you. It's very admirable and also a little psycho, but in a good way, in a good way. So yeah, I definitely, definitely support you heading into that direction. And it's a good way definitely to meet people as well, to share your passion for work, working out. And I don't think anyone will dislike you or think you're not fit enough, you know, whatever that means. <laughs> So I definitely think you should go for it. Of course, we always have our, you know, our um, insecurities when it comes to trying something new, but I think you'll be great at it. And I will even drive down to OC to attend a class. Not every, not every class, not every class. We have it on record. (laughs) Not every class. I mean, I did wake up at five to attend a workout class with you. So I know, I I know that was admirable. (laughs) Yeah. So I definitely support and will, you know, if you need anything, I'll be here. If you need, you know, participants for a practice class or something, I, you can definitely hit me up and I will be there. Oh, so kind of you. Yeah, I don't know. It's nothing for certain yet because there's still some other factors going on and I'll tell you later, but it's just been on, kind of on my mind. Like it's been something I've always wanted to do. And since it was mentioned to me, I was like, why not? Like, I feel like the only thing stopping me is fear, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Or like that's myself, what it I guess. Like. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and that's normal, right? When you're trying something new, it can be really scary. Yeah. But that's why we have to face our fears, right? And do things outside of our comfort zone. And I, I'm sure once you do a first couple classes, it'll, you'll fit right in and it'll be like home. Since you're there all the time anyway, right? It's like, I'm already here for workout class. Might as well just stay to teach a class. Yeah, yeah, true, true. That's very exciting. And whether you do or don't go on this journey, I definitely support it and hope to see you instructing someday. I know. I know. I definitely like it's a dream of mine. So yeah, if it's a dream of yours, that's definitely something you should look into pursuing, I think. Yeah. I think if it works out, it will. Yeah. And I did tell you this years ago. Years ago. Oh, yeah. Ago. I think I kind of forgot. But now that I'm <laughs> it again, I remembered. <laughs> Steph's true feelings about me comes out. No. <laughs> no, I think I, I was probably just like, oh, she's just being nice, you know. <laughs> I wouldn't. I mean, I'm a nice person, but I'm not going to say things I don't mean. I'm not going to be like, hey, you should be an instructor just to say it, you know. <laughs> I don't say that to anyone. It's so unnecessary. Yeah. I don't think I've said that to anyone else that I work out with. But thanks for sharing stuff. I feel like that's like scary to share something like that too, because then you kind of are, once people know, you kind of feel more pressure, I guess, to do it. Yeah. You feel a little bit more responsible to like kind of look into it. Yeah. 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 So I feel like the fact that you even took this first step to share it on the podcast is a step leading towards you taking action into becoming an instructor. We'll see. Yeah. I just wanted to get your feedback too. Cause I've been so like 
iffy. I'm like, what if that makes me hate working out? But I don't think so because when I had COVID, I was like so depressed when I couldn't work out. Oh. I was literally like, that was probably the worst part was not being able to work out. Wow, that's hilarious. I wish I was depressed when I didn't work out, but I'm pretty happy. So. <laughs> No, yeah. I mean, I guess that's good. Like, you want to be happy, but me and Arnold were both so depressed. Like, when we oh work really? Up. No, yeah, Arnold too. Like, yeah, no. He's the one who brought it up, and he's like, "I was depressed," and I was like, "I thought it was just me. I didn't want to <gasps> say anything because, like, we still hung out because, you know, both of us had it." Yeah. He said it first, and I was like, "You know what? Same." I was like, <laughs> "Really feel?" I was like, "That was the worst part is just not being able to work out." Well, you guys are meant for each other. Like Jay and I never work out. We're never depressed. So. Never. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's funny. I mean, I'm great. I'm. I mean, that's great for you guys. I think because you guys work out so much that just produces so much serotonin for you both and endorphins that once you stop, it's not the same. Yeah, I think so too. Like your body definitely gets used to having a routine. And I encourage you and Jay to set your routine again. <laughs> Thank you, Seth. I know. He went on the bike yesterday because he saw a picture of himself. And he was just like, I'm so fat. What? <laughs> but he's not. He's not. You're not. Yeah, I think, you know, when you see a, like an unflattering picture of yourself and you're like, oh, dear Lord, that's what I look like. I need to do something different. I think that happened. Although I, I will say the picture was just an unflattering angle. It's like a, you know, from the bottom up. It was. It was like taken from the bottom up. And I, it was for his uh, citizenship photo oh. or citizenship certificate photo. And he told me they did take it from the bottom up. And I'm like, that's why it looks bad. It's the angle, you yeah. know? But I think after seeing that, he like really wants to lose some extra weight that he gained during her relationship. But, no, I feel like. That's good, like being motivated, but I definitely Uh think you should motivate yourself out of love for your body. I feel like they've said this in class before, like we're here because we love our bodies, right? Uh Because you're here doing it for you and for yourself and it's for the benefit of yourself and your happiness. So it's like you got to love your body. Like, you know, like I know it's cheesy, but it's like you don't have to say like, I have a six pack and I look like a muscle man, you know, (laughs) because it might not be true. (laughs) but you should do i feel like when you're motivated like you shouldn't be it shouldn't be a punishment like it should be because you love it yes see there you go Steph. you're already speaking like an instructor (laughs) that was very beautiful i will definitely play that back for jay um (laughs) just so you know his mental state can switch a little bit because he was pretty bummed yeah so i was just like no that's not what you look like you know when (laughs) you you walk validation like that's not what i look like right like i don't look like that to you like there's no way yeah (laughs) no that's not what you look like (laughs) (laughs) yeah so it was a little sad to see but you know you're right stuff it's not about the way you look it's more about the way you feel and we should all love our bodies regardless of the way it looks just because of all it does for us. Right. If we take it for granted. I, I definitely think that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we just have to reframe our perspective to think of it 
in a more healthy and positive way. Yeah, no, totally. And I will say, like, sorry, one more caveat. I think just from even talking to some of the instructors or people in fitness, even the fittest people, like, they have body dysmorphia. So just know that, like, he should just know or, like, we should just know that whatever we're feeling, it's not just you. And it's universal. Like, it's even the person who you're like, that's my goal body. Like, that person could be feeling shitty. So I think at the end of the day, it's more about being like, you know what? I love myself. And I'm doing this because mm-hmm. I love my body, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, totally agree. That was beautiful stuff. Thank you. Yeah. So get on that bike tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get on it today after. The wow. Recording. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I better see those stats on the Apple Watch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. I think that wraps it up for this episode. I hope you learned a lot from our vacations especially from mine because I definitely learned a lot and Steph can you let our listeners know where they can find us yes you can find us at friends after five on Instagram and TikTok Tina at Tina honey with two y's and me at Steph Christabel thanks everyone have a good week bye bye